Hi, Willow Park Church. We want to welcome you to this very special joint service. For those of you joining from Metro, my name is Phil, and I'm the lead pastor at Willow Park Church. And welcome Metro Community Church. Uh, My name is Jeff Simla, and I'm the executive pastor at Metro Community Church. We're really excited about this service. Many of you know it's to introduce the change that is happening with uh, Pastor Joel moving from Willow Park Church to be part of the Metro community as lead pastor, which is amazing. And we'll be speaking and sharing a lot more about that as we carry on through this service. But behind me is a joint team of Metro and Willow Park Church. And we have Graham Ord, the worship pastor from Metro Community, who will be leading us in our opening song and of course our own Curtis Tolman who will be looks like he's going to be using his harmonica so you're in for a treat right now so we're gonna have a great joint service amen amen all right lads (laughs) go for it I believe in the Father, I believe in the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, three persons in one. I believe in the incarnation, the mystery of the virgin birth. I believe in the Lord's salvation, a Savior coming down to earth. story to tell. I believe in the resurrection, the mystery of the empty tomb. I believe in the Lord's ascension, and that is going to come back soon. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Song given as a sacrifice, I believe.
Amen. What a great way to start. I believe. And that, of course, is such captures the heart of what we're about, that we believe in what God has done in the world. We believe in the power of the gospel to change lives. We believe in the reality of the church in the world to bring hope and to bring peace and to bring a difference. We do believe. And so what we're going to do in this joint service as Metro and Willow Park Church celebrate together, we're going to have a time of worship. But let me just explain a few things. Many of you may not know that it was nine and a half years ago on this stage. Now, I know that exactly because this weekend I've been at Willow Park Church exactly 10 years to the day when we arrived from England to take up the post, Michelle and I, and to... Two very small twins, 11 years old, and a a seven-year-old and a three-year-old boy. We arrived to uh, lead Willow Park Church, and it was a most wonderful, wonderful time. And something that inspired us so much was one of our campuses, a metro community, was uh, actively part of Willow Park Church. Six months later, we released Metro as its own church, and over the last nine and a half years, uh, Metro has enjoyed great success. It's been amazing to see the ministry and the power of Christ using that community, that beautiful community, that amazing community, the way God has used them to bring peace, to bring hope, to alleviate poverty and pain, to be a light shining in the heart of our city. Love it. And now we're celebrating the fact and the fact that Joel Featherson, our youth pastor for 21 years, has been called and given an assignment to lead that community. So we wanted to acknowledge that with this joint service. Usually what we would do when it isn't pandemic time, we would gather, we would have services, uh, Joel would come up and speak, we would share this news and it would all be very personal. Well, we can't do that. So this isn't the leaving service, as it were, because we know that that relationship with Joel and Metro goes deep. And and that relationship uh, with Joel, we're going to share more about that in this service. But what we are saying is this is happening. We rejoice this new assignment from the Holy Spirit for Joel and we want to affirm that. So let me pray as we begin this service together. Father, thank you for the opportunity to celebrate what you have chosen to do amongst us. And thank you for the opportunity that nine and a half years later, we're here now celebrating and praying and understanding the journey that Joel and Melissa are on as they have chosen to take up the role as lead at Metro Community. And we pray, Lord, that in all of our lives, we will know the presence and the power of God always leading us. Be with us with this celebration, this service, this gathered together and really minister to all of our hearts. For the sake of our city, we want to see Kelowna blessed in Jesus' name. So we're going to now step into a time of worship. 
We're going to have communion. And uh, Jeff is going to come in the middle of the worship time to lead us in communion. So please do get your elements ready. But I know God's going to use these guys to really bless you in this time of worship. This is such an awesome time being together, Willow Park and Metro, my friend Graham. We're going to worship now, everybody. Worthy as a lamb who was slain 
Side. 
Church family and Metro Church family, it is such a privilege to be able to share communion uh, with two communities coming together to celebrate the goodness of God today. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity because I have heritage here in Willow Park. Uh, I was part of this community for a number of years, uh, 12, 13 years almost to be exact. And I've been at Metro for about 12 years as well. And so I, I, I hold the tension between the two places and I just love coming back here as this feels like home, and yet I feel called to the downtown as well. And so I'm so excited to be able to celebrate communion in the unity of a service together where we can have Christ at the center of what we're doing here, and we can trust and know that God is up to something very, very good. 
And so as we prepare our hearts to come to the table of grace, let us remember that we can come to it at times in reflectance and an inward search to see what God is up to and what he is calling us to look into. And maybe the Holy Spirit is putting something on our hearts. Or we can come to it in a time of celebration and joy. And may I suggest that this is one of those times where we come to the table of grace in celebration and joy as to what God is doing and what he is up to. And so if you have your elements ready, let's take the bread. As Jesus did, he gave thanks and he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, when you eat this, do this in memory of me, my body which was broken for you. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant of my blood which is poured out for you. So let's take that and drink together. And we do these things in remembrance of what Christ has done for us. And so let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today with joy, with celebration in how you're moving. Father God, we do not know what lies in the days ahead. And we've come through many changes and many times of uncertainty. But we know that you are the God that is unchangeable the unchanging God. You are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so we look with anticipation and excitement as we grow in unity as a community, Father, for what you will do through us within our city. Strengthen us. Give us a boldness. Give us a hope in you and a bright future for tomorrow. And we pray all these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.
Well, what amazing worship just to get together the two bands, uh, Graham Ord, a legend, legend. songwriter, and of course, uh, Curtis on on the harmonica. I mean, that's how he won his Juno Award. I don't know if you know that, but it was through the harmonica. At least that's what the legend is, (laughs) who is Curtis. Uh, We're gathering here, of course, look, Joel, Metro and Willow Park together because the Lord is moving you into a... Holy Spirit assignment. You're going to be lead pastor of Metro. But let's introduce who is here and uh, why these people are on the stage. So, Jason, who so are you? I'm uh, currently board chair at Metro. I've uh, been at Metro since, since it began. And so, yeah, that's hmm. who I am. And what took you to Metro? What was your kind of heart's desire back then when it began? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I think that there are a number of people back then that were just had, I guess now I'd look at it as, as a bit of a calling. I would just go hang out downtown on Leon and go grab some hamburgers and hang out. And, and uh, so I remember when when Lawrence came up and announced that he was moving down to Metro, I, I, I heard about it and yeah, immediately went to him and, and went and yeah, joined him on it because it just felt, yeah, felt like really interested in what was going down on the streets. Wow, that's fantastic. And Jeff, uh, you mentioned earlier a little bit about your history as well. Uh, Tell us about that, what you do now and what um, a bit of your history. So when we came to Willow Park, it was around 96. And uh, just before Mark Birch became the pastor here, uh, I got involved with worship ministries at the early days. 
and then ended up uh, being involved with men's ministries for quite some time. Towards the end of that, again, I felt the call to the downtown. I was working uh, in an office that was located down on Richter and Bertram. And so between you know, our buildings and some of the buildings around us, there was a lot of street-level community there. And God just kind of grabbed my heart one day and said, you need to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why that person is standing there. Mm-hmm. And so over the years now, for the past 12 years, I've been blessed with a number of different stories and mm-hmm. being invited into that community which is very, very sacred. It is amazing what God has done with that community and the way that it has touched so many lives. And it's incredible. And now a new pastor, a new season. Yes. Just mm. how are you feeling about that? What's your hope as we move forward? I mean, I know Joel's going to share it a little bit in a moment, mm-hmm. his own heart. But from, from the board's perspective, uh, what's your hope here? Yeah, uh, like I think it's been a it's been a journey these past eighteen months, um, and and I think it's just really interesting. I think God's put a few things clearly on our heart, and and uh, one of them is is around kind of being more connected and more partnered with the different churches in the city, and mm-hmm. and so I think that as we sit here today, I've been reflecting how it's just so interesting how this has come about, and and I, I look back to it was probably in November I remember. Joel was speaking down at Metro, and I just felt this, like, leaping in my heart of mm. just, like, this. I, I just felt like this, this This is our new pastor, but I also felt like that makes no sense. I don't see how that could happen. There's no—and and I think now looking and seeing how that's come together and seeing how the opportunity for what a closer relationship um, could look like and, and just the fact that God's put that on our heart so clearly um, and then how this— um, I, I just feel like you can see how, and I, I don't know what God will do with it, but I'm really excited to see him move in, in this relationship. Yeah. yeah, that's great. What about you, Jeff? Oh, I think uh, it's really exciting because we go back a few years. Joel and I worked on a few projects together mm. uh, in mm. the men's ministry days with the ARC, uh, part of the brochure team uh, yeah. in the first couple cruises You had there. a brochure team? We did a brochure <laughs> together. Yeah, you made our first team. ever logo. First ever logo. Yeah, I hope you buried that. <laughs> Actually, we have it right now. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's, it's great to be able to, uh, to know who is coming in, uh, that there is some history there as well. And uh, as Graham Ward has said, the legend, uh, it seems like Joel is from the same wood. You're right. And so I take that to mean something very solid yeah. in that, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that, uh, yeah, he, he gets us. And yeah. so that's what's important. Yeah, you can't deny that there is a, a spiritual and a DNA link between Willow Park, of course, and Metro because of our joint history, because it was a campus, because um, uh, the church was commissioned out of this community. And mm. then to see it kind of come a full circle. Yeah. I mean, those early days when you led um, teams down onto the streets of, uh, of Kelowna hmm. uh, w- must have been amazing. And I mean, how, when did that start? How long ago was that? Yeah, um, I don't know how long ago yeah. it was, but when we'd come back from Los Angeles, our kids wanted to um, just continue that work. So we started bringing people from the streets back to Willow Park. Mm. Um, it didn't go that well, really, like <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, like what they need and what 
you know, just like their their individual need to just be noticed and and uh, just doesn't didn't fit into our structure very well. Mm-hmm. So we started to dream of a downtown church, and that's mm-hmm. when Metro was planted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Joel, what we want to do is give you a chance to share a little bit of your heart to both congregations. This is not a commissioning service. This is sort of like, hey, I've accepted this call and share a bit of your heart and what you're aiming to um, really share what God has been doing in your life, in Melissa's life, Owen and Emily. uh, Our families, our kids are really close and it's amazing Mm. just what... um, how the Lord has been working and moving. So Mm. come and uh, share with us some thoughts from your heart. Sounds great. Well, I'm so grateful to be able to share my heart with all of you and to speak to these guys. It looks like the rapture has happened. And uh, just to be able to explain a little bit about what God has been doing. And I'm I'm really encouraged by the fact that as we, as a body, as, as the church in Kelowna move forward, the things that he lays upon my heart, he will very likely be doing in your heart as well because we're all of his children and the father leads us together i'm really encouraged by that this right here is a guy that i met in los angeles named eric and i saw this guy kind of walking down the street and he was finding people and he was just sitting with them putting his arm around them on skid row and he was just like laughing and and praying and then he brought out this little vial um of oil and he put it on somebody's hand. And he just began to like massage it in there. And he prayed for them. And, and I just thought, who is that guy? I want to go talk to that guy. So when he was finished with that person, I approached him and just said, hey, I'm Joel from Canada. Who are you? And he said that he's a pastor from Los Angeles and he has a little church. He says that he spends most of his time on Skid Row though. And the reason why he does that is because he said that's where he feels the most alive and the most effective. And then he looked at me and he said, are you being the most effective you can be? And without hesitation, I just said, yeah. I mean, I I, I really felt like I was right at the center of what God wanted me to do. And and I'll tell you what, I've loved being uh, the youth pastor in this church for for 21 years. Every, Every minute of it has been wonderful. And I felt like God has done so many amazing things. And it's been a huge privilege to be a part of this family, this wonderful, amazing church. And I really believe that each one of us gets to be in a place where God is going to use us and be filled with his spirit. And we get to be like Eric, all of us. For lots of us, that means in our homes, with our family first. But this is where it all begins for us. Jesus invites us into something wonderful incredible. After Jesus was baptized and then he was tempted in the desert, he shows up back in the town and he goes to his hometown and he walks into a synagogue and all of the men would have frozen as Jesus walked in. Luke says that their eyes were fastened on him. You could have heard a pin drop. Jesus goes to the front of the synagogue And everyone is in shock. Luke says that they handed him the scroll of Isaiah. And he reads it as the men are just fixated upon him. And this is what he has to say to reveal his whole mission on earth. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me 
because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He reads it out. And then he hands the scroll to one of the attendants and he sits down and nobody makes a move or says a word. And as he is sitting there, he says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He is saying, this is my mission. This is who I am. To proclaim good news, freedom, healing, justice, the favor of God upon his children. And this was his mission, and it's also our mission. We're Christ's ambassadors. He makes his appeal through us, so this is my life mission, and it's also your life mission. It's why we're alive. Jesus laid it out so clearly for each one of us. One night at pursuit, I was at the front, and this young man came um, up to get prayer, and, and he, was, uh, he was crying. He had tears in his eyes, and he said, I need prayer. I'm going in for some pretty serious surgery. He said, I'm having bone marrow surgery. And I said, oh, that sounds hard. He said, it's going to be incredibly painful. They're going to drill five or six holes in my hip, and I need prayer. And I asked him, I said, do you have some sort of medical condition? And he just said, no, I'm, I'm doing this to donate it to somebody. And I said, well, who is it for? And he said, I don't know, just whoever needs it. This is a way that I can show Christ's love. I can do this for somebody. And then maybe I could pray for them afterwards. Maybe it'll give me an opportunity to share Jesus with them. And I thought, this guy gets it. Life is so short. This is why we are alive. This is what we're created for. And we owe it to the world to get this right. We owe it to our kids and our families to actually make sure that we're living effectively. I've noticed something in my own life these last couple of years. I love our youth as much as I ever have. But as we've been serving, I've been noticing my team, the other youth staff. And I've been noticing that their gifting has shifted. And I've been in awe of watching them lead. And all of a sudden I realize that they've become more effective than I have been. And this is humbling, but it's also incredibly encouraging. I've noticed that they've had greater passion for that ministry than I have. And I really feel like God has called me to pass the mantle of leadership onto this wonderful team and in the past, I've been the leader and they've served me faithfully. But now they get to lead and I get to serve them faithfully. It's a really beautiful exchange. I still plan to be very present with our youth. I can't imagine not seeing them. I plan to still be at youth nights because I just love the kids so much. You see, we have a God who at his core says, I will never leave you I will never forsake you. This is the nature of God. And so I believe that as the church, we need to model that. We need to model that with our, our families, this unconditional love. We need to model that with everyone in our community, that, that we're there. That in transitions, that hum humanity and our connections never stop. 
We were doing Instagram Live last week on Sunday night, and all these grade seven girls joined and started commenting. And they were saying, when is Juice Group starting? How about the Ark? And then they said something so telling to my heart. They said, Joel, do you remember me? A couple of them said that. And then they said, please don't ever forget us. And, and these are girls that are so loved by God. And we get to demonstrate the never-ending faithful love of the Father by never leaving or forsaking. This is what Willow Park has been about. So present in this community for so long. I really believe that this church in the middle of this area has just been a massive benefit to this community for many years and will continue to be. It's a wonderful church. And speaking of steadfast, this weekend is Phil's 10th anniversary here. (laughs) That's amazing. It's amazing that on his 10th anniversary service, he's given me the ability to speak, that he has shifted the focus away from him. This is how it is here. I've actually served under him for 10 years, and he is the real deal. There's a lot of people who talk a big talk and don't live it. Phil is the opposite. He's a man who's real, godly, sincere, and I can honestly say he's the best leader I have ever known. Like, inequivocally, this is him. And so, moving into my new role at Metro, I've asked him to be my mentor. I kind of see it as, if you're going to be a hockey player, you're going to want Wayne Gretzky to coach you. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping. And as I have stepped in this last year into just serving at Metro, I have felt this shift um, in just a passion in my heart. I'll go there and I'll just explode with vision and dreams. The thought of being a part of a church that can reach our most vulnerable is so intriguing to me. And I have noticed a shift in my gifting too, to one where I just, I feel like God has called me to step in to lead a body at this time. And I'm really excited about that opportunity. You see, the biggest issue in our city right now is injustice, isn't it? If you look at our newspapers or Castanet or whatever it might be, the lead story is always something that's happening downtown. Our most vulnerable quite often are just swept under the rug and life just isn't fair. I met this guy named Rico a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to him about a shopping cart and just how brilliantly he engineered this thing. And he said it's because he used to work at Western Star and build trucks. And he's so proud of those trucks and he was talking about it. But when the plant closed, he had a problem. He didn't have a fallback. So he went up north to work in a diamond mine, but he hurt his leg and couldn't continue, ran into hard times and had no one to fall back on and ended up on the streets. For most people watching right now, if we fall into this problem, there's someone that will support us. But in Rico's case, there was no one. And in the case of hundreds of people in Kelowna, there's just nobody. And they all have their own story, and each one is unjust. And we're called to be a people that seek justice, aren't we? And so I really believe in a church that will just meet the needs of our city. There's a lot of working poor as well. At Willow Park, there's the Hope Center and great programs for kids. But as a body, we need to do something. And so as I was attending Metro, I thought to myself, just imagine hundreds of people showing up on the weekend, ready to be just the love of God, to be his ambassadors. 
It wouldn't take long before the whole city is transformed. You see, only the church can do this, right? At the end of the day, we are called to reveal people's true identity, their belovedness, their, their, their wonderful value. And it's only the church that can do that. And as we love and the Holy Spirit fills us and uses us, transformation starts to happen. This concept gives me goosebumps. A church that is actually just moving, motivated, serving, where we don't exist for ourselves but for others. This gets me so excited. See, never before in history, well, in our history anyways, have we been at a time where people are so open to the gospel and the kingdom of God because COVID has revealed that this kingdom, this empire is fragile, isn't it? Our hope in the systems are gone. So many people are living without hope now moving forward because we don't know what tomorrow brings, what our jobs will look like. So many people feel isolated. There's so much misinformation and coercion. There's so many people talking at us. It's hard to know what's true anymore. But Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. This is wonderful. I don't know what tomorrow looks like. But I know the good shepherd does, and I'm following him, so I don't have to worry. He's the truth. And the the truth is what liberates us, right? It sets us free. I don't have to sift through all of these conspiracy theories and ideas, because he's the truth. and, And he so clearly cuts through all the lies and misinformation, doesn't he? And he's the life. And when I surrender to him, and when I just trust the good shepherd, I have life that's abundant and it's real. So I'm really encouraged in these days that we get to be a people that champion the cause of Christ in Kelowna. And I really believe that this wonderful partnership between two churches that are so full of godly wisdom and wonderful people can make a real kingdom impact. So let's pray as we step into this beautiful day. God, I thank you that you have invited us to be your ambassadors, God. That we get to proclaim good news, real good news, God. God, that we get to proclaim freedom. God, that healing is in our hands because you've given that to us, God. God, that those that are oppressed can be delivered, Jesus. That you've given us your Holy Spirit that empowers us. You say to be strong in the Lord and your mighty power. You've given us your power. God, we get to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so, God, we proclaim this coming year as that year, God, that we would see victory in this city, God, in all of our churches, in our camps, God, God, I pray that you would just bring freedom, God, that we would see revival in our city, Jesus. We humbly thank you, recognize it's all from you, God, that we can do nothing apart from your spirit, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Joel. Those were powerful words. And, um, and actually, to be compared to Wayne Gretzky is quite a... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm stumbling around on the ice <laughs> all the time, mate. I believe but, it. Uh, but thank you. Um, Jason, when you hear what uh, Joel was sharing, 
you know, what, what rose up in your heart? What was your thought about the, the summer and then the autumn? What, what, what kind of thoughts were going through your head as you listened to Joel? Yeah, I, I, think, I think a few things. I think one, even just this choice of words, um, it's just continually conf- confirmation, just mm-hmm. so many things that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to hear that coming out of, out of Joel as well. And I think when you talk about God puts the same things on our hearts, and I, I think mm-hmm. that's what we knew at some point God would bring us somebody that would have what was on our hearts and, and be able to take and we felt could lead us in that. And, and that we don't, we, we know who we are as Metro. We're not looking for a, for a redefinition of that, but we want to have a leader to take us into this next chapter. And, and that, that's what really resonated with me as you talked. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jeff? I think uh, I reflect on what I said last week. Uh, in preparation for our online service when we made a quick announcement about Joel coming on staff. I said something about putting on the team jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love hockey analogies as well. And so it's good to have somebody that comes along that gets the DNA of Metro mm-hmm. uh, to serve alongside with, uh, to learn from. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as you will be mentoring him, uh, I look forward to the mentoring and uh, leadership that he will bring to our team as well. And uh, he's a gifted young man with lots of experience and uh, a boldness and a courage to go out and uh, proclaim the name of Jesus, to share that love, you know, with the street community. Uh, It gets me excited Mm -hmm. to have him uh, on our team. It's awesome. Um, Joel, what about this transition? You're you're obviously not leaving. This isn't a leaving service. Let's just make that clear. (laughs) Uh, So you've got the summer, a little bit of different summer with COVID, with our youth. We've got no arc. We've got yeah. very <laughs> limited uh, youth. What's, how do you see the summer working out and then into September and then the fall and your relationship with Willow Park? Uh, you keep telling me you're not leaving us. <laughs> Tell us about the, this next period. Yeah, I definitely have an aversion to... Uh, <laughs> To relationships being lost in any matter and so I, uh, I, I really love our kids so much and so I just I can't wait to the day that we can all be back together and we can like you know high five or whatever that looks like distance something but um, yeah we just look forward to, to picking up with some day camps and um, some sports together and going boating and just reconnecting all of our small groups together because we have 130 leaders and they're waiting for the green light to meet with their kids so that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm really excited to head downtown and just get to know people and just start to love people and, and just to start to live that adventure too. So, yeah, it's an exciting time for me. We're excited because I know that your, your commitment is to, to stay connected to us. Mm-hmm. And your commitment is to help uh, bring that transition through the summer and then into the fall uh, every other week be around as a, as, a, as a friend, a father figure, a coach, a encouragement to the team so that relationship isn't, isn't lost and, mm-hmm. and so that we model kingdom values as we move forward. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, tell us a bit about that hope there. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that you called me a young man because uh, in the youth <laughs> ministry world, they call me the old man. And uh, yeah, I suppose um, I just think like within the church, 
the, our greatest tool is mentorship mm-hmm. and, and just like continuously um, loving the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So I sort of have these two loves. Um, one, which would be just the marginalized, and, and I really believe the church needs to reach out to them, and also young people. And in this season where I'm going to be focusing my attention upon Metro Church, I can focus my relational time um, when my kids are already at youth mm-hmm. with all those kids that I already love and know. Mm-hmm. So I can really be present with them relationally. Um, our team can do all the hard work, and I can just come and enjoy the kids. It'll be a great situation. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what family's about. Mm-hmm. That's about that connection and that, that relationship. When Joel explained to me the call to become the senior pastor at, um, at Metro, um, I had to process it. But my response was, was three things. Uh, number one, I am committed to you. Mm. And we are committed to you. And we want you to succeed in this new calling. And we have every confidence that you will succeed Mm. and we will pray for that. And the one thing that we become very good at in our church is prayer and praying for Mm -hmm. just uh, God's presence to come and work. And I'm really blessed and you're part of that. But we're committed to you and I'll help you as much as I can. And I know Willow will help. Secondly, we are utterly committed to the youth team. Mm. That they will, they will succeed. Mm-hmm. They will win. Yeah. You know, you will leave a great gap. But we know that, that they'll rise up and God will use them as individuals. And what a gifted bunch mm. they really are. Yeah. Uh, it is amazing. And number three, Metro and, and Willow. Uh, different logos. <laughs> um, made from the same wood. There's a good, <laughs> good, good connection. But together... Now, I know Metro is committed to partnership with every church in the city. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're a little special here, (laughs) but that's my opinion. But together, uh, we want to be committed to fostering a really healthy and beautiful Mm -hmm. partnership together with Metro. That's our heart. What's your response to that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Putting you on the spot. Yeah, Yeah, you know... um, I think that over the, over the last probably six months, I've had the opportunity to be more engaged, not just on a board level, but, but engaged with the community. And, and I think seeing how being able to serve frontline with people um, has, has impacted my life. It's just reinvigorated and ignited to me the, the power of service and, and how... I, I had probably got more to a place where I was I was in a board role, but not as in touch. And and I'm so excited to see us develop ways to to enable and encourage people to be able to come down and, and serve. And and I think um, the marginalized in our city are, are one of the key areas to serve. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm yeah very excited about mm-hmm. developing that. And I think the opportunity for the broader church in Kelowna, the, the unification of the broader church in Kelowna, and for the, the, the people that are struggling in our cities that, that are unknown to so many um, is, is huge for rebuilding community. Um, so I think that's, yeah, it's on my heart. Mm, brilliant. Yeah. Well, I know we're all cheering for the ongoing success of Metro mm-hmm. with the new building, the new project, the partnerships you've got yeah. in the downtown core. Uh, with different agencies. It's inspiring. I'm on the uh, 
the Mennonite brethren board for BC. And I know that they're cheering you on. That's a snazzy little name, isn't it? <laughs> the board. Like they're just uh, excited about this as well. And I know uh, as Rob, our conference minister, mm. is excited about this, um, this development as we walk in step with the Lord. So mm. let me just pray. Yes. And uh, at the end, I'll finish off with some closing words. And then Curtis and um, Graham are back for one last moment uh, to celebrate together. But we do sense the presence of God and his smile. Hmm. His smile with us. Hmm. Yeah. And that's good. Father, thank you uh, for this conversation. Thank you mm -hmm. for Joel's words and for his heart about highlighting our calling and are we doing what we're truly called to do even as your son pulled the scroll out and read from isaiah 61 the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me to proclaim good news to the poor release to the captives to Declare the year of the Lord's favor mm -hmm. to come and to bind up the brokenhearted and to fill broken lives with hope. Lord, what an amazing manifesto mm -hmm. of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we want to see that fulfilled mm -hmm. both in Metro and Willow Park Church. Yes. So thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a powerful time, just as the two churches have got together. Now, of course, two congregations are watching this, and I can encourage you to uh, also continue to support your congregations by giving, uh, supporting Metro and supporting Willow Park Church. But we have been witnessing history. We're in the middle of a historic time at the moment with all that is taking place and we can see that. But this is kingdom history. This is when in the history of Willow Park Church and Metro, a shift has taken place and God has been at work. And we're looking forward to what God is going to do in the future. So if you can take anything from this service, from two churches, it's this. Keep praying that God will bring about his plan. Keep praying that God will bring all the details together. Still details have to be worked out, but keep praying because we do not want the enemy to steal any of the harvest that God has prepared for us. Let's pray that the roots will go deep. Let's pray that the transition will go well. Let's pray that the unity will increase and the partnership will blossom. And it's only as we pray through this for both Willow Park with our youth department and pursuit and our ministry in the future and for Metro with a new leader, a new vision. All of our plans are futile unless we deeply pray and bathe all of this in prayer, asking the Lord to be present, that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So to finish off, 
I'm going to invite the band are going to come back on. They filmed another song, the same song they opened with, uh, I believe, but a slightly different version. I know you enjoyed this. And from from Willow Park, thank you to Metro for joining. And we're so blessed that we've been here together. So the Lord bless you. I believe in the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit, three persons in one. I believe in the incarnation, the mystery of the virgin birth. I believe in the Lord's salvation, the Savior coming down to earth. story to tell I believe in the resurrection the mystery of the empty tomb I believe in the Lord's ascension and that is gonna come back soon yeah I believe Oh yeah 